This is your Everest. Greetings, Culture Vultures, and welcome to This Is Your Everest, the bonus analog TV podcast that knows what's good for you. Yep. We're only doing this in your own interest. This is for your own benefit. Yep. This week, we've been watching a selection of British public information films. Now, obviously, we couldn't watch all the British public information films, or maybe we, we could. could. We could try. We could try, but <laughs> I, I don't think that that's something that you could do and then ever want to leave the house again, or plug anything in, turn anything on. Yeah. Get near any windows, get near any rugs, get near any glass. Yeah, well, I mean, the Central Office of Information was the source of most of this joy. Not quite all of it, but most of it. And it was a propaganda department. And in fact, it was literally a propaganda department during the Second World War. Because the Central Office of Information really was what came from the from the government's uh, special operations executive. Yeah, during during World War Two, and, and and so there was no questioning about this. But it was always done for the benefit of everybody. Really, I think. Uh, I think on on yeah. the whole, yes. You'd be pushing the realms of credibility if you tried to claim that. Uh, film warning you about the dangers of broken glass on a beach or playing near deep water yeah or or whatever you know was some sort of government conspiracy against you it, yeah. you know it's a, a con- it's a conspiracy to keep you alive yeah if there's an ulterior motive there it's to make sure you don't die and a, and a lot of these were scheduled for times when kids would see them if they applied to kids, one of the ones that we're going to be doing in this very podcast was deliberately scheduled for when kids would be in front of a TV. Now, I don't know how many of these things they do nowadays, but I, I honestly think that one of the reasons that uh, they seem to be dwindling, certainly in my experience, is that they did such a good job on our generation that it goes without saying nobody nobody's doing their own um, private fireworks display anymore i could right well, i tell you how good it how well it's worked on me okay. okay well you're still alive one i'm still alive yeah you could say splink to me <laughs> and i can't remember what splink stands for but <laughs> i know it's something to do with the green cross code okay and Speak. so I know it's to look left and look right and look left again and then cross when it's safe to do so, blah, 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 all that. Yeah. Splink was like the series that of the road safety commercials they did with John Pertwee. <laughs> Just before the, the Green Cross Code Man. Oh, yes. Um, but, but, it's, but like I say, Splink is, it's like, you know, it's like stop nowhere near any... Oh, P parked cars. Ah. Uh, look, both boat look look both look. left and right in both directions. When there's no cars coming, then you can 
cross with a K. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Fair and, enough. Um, but, but it does remind me of the Green Cross Code. Unfortunately, the Green Cross Code is fairly easily digestible. That's more or less yeah. the first thing I taught my older boy. That is it. They do work. They do work. Yeah. And some of them obviously had a far greater scope and a far greater effect on more people we'll definitely be touching on on the one that i remember best in this what we've done is we've each chosen three and we're gonna Mm -hmm. have a little look at each each of these public information films let's start with this is one of my choices play safe yeah what are these substations you keep nattering about they're places where electricity comes in from the power stations and is distributed to all the houses and factories nearby. All the equipment here carries thousands of volts. People don't realise that they don't even have to touch it to get a shock. Electricity can jump gaps and pass through your body to earth. Go on, get it. We're not supposed to go in there. Oh, go on, there's a gap down there. A gang of kids broken yesterday. I saw them. Pass me that bit of wood. Yeah, this is this is the one that was scheduled for during school time. Now, this is uh, from 1978, and it is uh, part live action and part animated. There's a, a soppy-ass Robin, played by Bernard Cribbins. Imagine my surprise. Bernard Cribbins and... Uh, Brian Wilde. Brian was, Wilde. Was the wise yeah. owl who was um, yeah. tutoring the Robin. And, uh, to be fair... Casting wise, right? Mm. They've got the bloke from the TV show about old people. Yep. So he's wise, and they've they've only gone and got Busby. Well, absolutely. You know, so and all of the Wombles. Yeah, and all of the Wombles. Casting wise, impressive. Well, yeah, absolutely. But what the Robin and the Owl are watching is children playing. Now, they understand yeah. that children are going to want to play. Yeah. But what their their angle is particularly, they shouldn't do it near power sources. Electricity is very, very dangerous. It's a faithful servant, but a dangerous master, as the owl points out. I know that the, the, the irony of this is supposed to be that, yeah, birds can sit on electric cables. Yeah. yeah. But... The fact of the matter is that birds can sit on electric cables. And so why are they using, you know, they're not they're not the ideal animals. Well, technically speaking, of course, if a bird spread itself across two cables, it would turn itself yeah. into a little roast bird, which is alluded yeah. to in the thing. I mean, obviously, I you know, I see your point. They're playing a fairly high stakes game themselves. 
Yeah. Yeah, but not nearly as high stakes, it has to be said, than some of the children on the ground. Oh yeah, but well, those kids are fucking idiots. The first they? the first obstacle that they have to contend with are overhead power lines. There's yeah. two children who are playing by holding up a long metal pole, which if you ask me whether <laughs> there's overhead power lines or not, if your games consist of just carrying around a long metal pole. You're probably going to get yourself in a lot. Yeah, you're going to get yourself in a lot of trouble at some point with someone. Yeah. They the overhead power lines also almost account for uh, some boating enthusiasts because the yeah. sail. Not clips. looking where they're going. Yeah, not looking where they're going. One kid is electrocuted. Yeah. Um, there's some uh, kites and planes are flown yeah. into overhead power lines and pylons. And then, of course, I think the the real money shot with this one is the substation. Yeah. Now, substations are very dangerous. Jimmy! As any owl or Jimmy will tell you. Jimmy! Jimmy has lost his frisbee. Jimmy! It, it's gone into the electricity substation. And I'll tell you, that electricity substation... He be buzzing. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I mean, there's one of those kind of right in the centre of Brighton, isn't there? Absolutely, yeah. uh, Except it's kind of shut off a little bit. But even if you walk up the street, you can hear it. And I swear to God, it's made the hairs on my head stand on their Well, head. yeah, if you get near, if you if you get near enough, you can certainly uh, affect a new hairstyle. It's really unsettling. So, <laughs> well, yeah, it Christ is. knows what that little maniac thought he was playing at. Well, it's why I never play with a frisbee when I'm in the centre of town. No, because that that thing, Jimmy as Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. <laughs> His coat and hat will forever be hung on the bottom banister of the steps. Still never there. Never to be collected S- again. Still there now. Still there now. That house has been through several hands. Yeah, no one really remembers who Jimmy is anymore. Yeah. He's just, ultimately, he's a, a small carboniferous globule on a frisbee somewhere. The frisbee's still going. Oh, yeah, frisbee's yeah. Frisbee's fine. Oh, Christ, that frisbee's got a half-life of a billion years. <laughs> <laughs> the frisbee. Frisbee's doing just. Frisbee ain't going nowhere. Frisbee's just washed up in the Maldives, where it's recently killed a whale. Oh right, nice. The last aspect to this, of course, is that it's not necessarily just going to be you. If you're a stupid idiot, which they don't say stupid idiot, but they do say stupid. Yeah. Which you wouldn't get away with nowadays. Sometimes it's not the person who does the stupid thing who suffers the consequences. Sometimes it's his little sister. Yeah, take the example of the kid who throws something up into the electricity wires. A yobbo. Uh, He's a a yobbo. yobbo. A a basic yobbo, only to short out the town's light. And his sister's hit by a motorist who can't see her. Yeah. Nightmare. And when they go there, you go there at the end... They've, they've thrown something into a overhead power line. They've got a bonfire going. All they really need is drugs, knives and glue. And you've got what the Daily Mail thinks of all people under the age of 50. Yeah, so probably not me, I mean, to be fair. Probably, yeah, probably not you. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I mean, how much glue have you got on you? I, I, actually, I actually said that and I looked over to my left and I can see... <laughs> Two aerosol cans next to me. Oh, okay. Well, happy <laughs> so, days. So, actually, 
That's enough for a party. Yeah. It has to be said though that there's pretty bad luck on that in that boy's case. Imagine that the one stupidest thing you ever did yeah. was immediately responsible for killing your own sister. Yeah. That's just bad luck. It is it? bad luck, but the point is it's not yeah, bad luck it. and he's got to live with it for the rest of his life. So don't yeah. kill your sister. Yeah, don't. Just electricity is dangerous. Don't kill her. When you have time to kill, make sure it doesn't kill you. That owl is wise. It got inside my head. I think that that is a, one that I certainly remember. I definitely remember the Frisbee. I definitely remember the substation. Yeah. There's substations all over the place. You you wouldn't get me within half a mile of one of those fucking things. Yeah. Play safe. Each morning's mail may all too easily deliver a letter bombing to your hands. It will, first of all, be an unexpected letter. Next, it will be anonymous, having no sender's name. Or, if there is one, it will not be known to you. Treat all unexpected letters of unknown origin with suspicion. So far, the targets for postal bombs have been selected persons, chosen by terrorists for their own warped motives. But not all such letters reach the intended victim. Postal workers, postroom staff, secretaries, all these are at risk and need to be especially careful. Your name and address and mine are easily got from any telephone directory, street directory or register of electors. The letter bomb you receive may be motiveless, but no less deadly for that. The unexpected and anonymous letter or packet about which you're uncertain should be placed carefully on a table, the room vacated, unlocked. Then call the police. We will remove the letter for expert examination. The second one that we're going to look at, now you can play as safe as you like, but when there's terrorists about, well, anyone yeah. could be a victim. And yeah. This is a 1970s Metropolitan Police produced film, specifically for Londoners, I think, called Time of Terror. Yeah, well, that, this, was, this was made in 1975. It's narrated by Shaw Taylor, which for those of us of a sufficient age, which I would imagine is most of the people listening to this podcast, yeah, having him talk about terrorism is especially yeah. kind of um, Proustian because he would have been at that time the presenter of uh, Police 5. Yeah, well, I mean, if there's anyone who's likely to impress upon you the need to keep him peeled... Yeah, it's him. Yeah, and this this film did impress upon me. Well, <laughs> the need to keep it peeled. In fact, I think this is the most propagandary one of of the lot. Yeah, I mean, this is nineteen seventy five, so we're talking about the year after the Birmingham and Guildford pub bombings. Yeah, the the, the gloves seem to have come off in the in the. <laughs> The, yeah. the troubles and they're, and they're fighting back. Yeah, and um, what surprised me was the extent of the paranoia. <laughs> it it when drips. When drips. They're, they're, there is one bit when they're talking about car bombs. Yeah, it's like, don't you be thinking it couldn't be you. Yeah, they could identify the wrong car. If you've parked your car in the street or even just off street but not in a locked garage yeah. before you get in the car you're meant check to check there's not a bomb strapped underneath check it. under it you check the exhaust pipe you check everything but don't for god's sake touch the car yeah because the car can might... explode i have to say that given what we'd already seen when it got to that bit 
I was somewhat relieved to see that it wasn't an actual car bomb that had gone off and that there wasn't a mangled corpse sitting in the driver's well, seat with a startled we, look on its face. Yeah, we had been through some stuff. I mean, there was, we saw a child's severed foot. I don't know if that was real or not. Yeah, I don't know. But they, they did add a, like, a nice little special effect to it. Just to... <laughs> 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 it was like, severed foot, severed foot, severed foot. Terrorists always fail to appreciate that the British people, under attack, become more determined than divided. No matter what our politics, religion or colour of skin, we are all equally potential victims. And here, in a place of trophies, the mindlessness of terrorism was marked by one dead, 42 injured and a child's severed foot. So we are all in this together and you can help us with vigilance. And vigilance, like charity, begins at home. Are you sure that you are not living next door to terrorists? We've already seen a bomb in a rucksack and we've already seen a letter bomb. All unexpected letters should be treated with suspicion is yeah. the, the message here. If you receive a letter yeah. from somebody... Well, that's, what I told and the, you, that's what I told the judge about the council tax last year. <laughs> yeah, if you receive a letter from somebody you don't know or don't recognise... I wasn't expecting this letter. The advice is to lock it in a room... And call the police. Yeah. Where the police will then come around and do a controlled explosion on your council tax bill. But what if it's that... you'll get another year for free. But what if it's that pornography I ordered? (laughs) That is very true. But your mail comes, you're locking it in a room. You go outside to get in the car, you can't touch the car. By this point, you're starting to wonder whether or not you can do anything. Public transport is an ideal cover. For oh yeah, yeah, yeah! They're very clear because about they, that. <laughs> you know, there's luggage there. You shouldn't touch. You shouldn't touch anything. You shouldn't get Just on anything. You shouldn't do anything. Yeah, don't leave your house. There's some real. Yeah, but if you're in your house and the mail comes, then leave your house. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a load of other public information films about all the stuff that can go wrong in your house. This is yeah, what. This, this is about what happens the moment you leave your front door. And outside of your house, they they encourage you to keep hedges trimmed and bins locked away. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, this is extremely paranoia-inducing. Yeah. I'll tell you what, right? If the Met Police had paid as much attention to making sure that they'd got the right terrorist suspects in the 1970s, if... (laughs) No, well, no, it would have been the West Midlands Police, wouldn't it? Yeah, it didn't. It didn't bring that up. Yeah, if they if if they paid as much attention to that as they did to this fucking film, <laughs> perhaps <laughs> ten innocent people wouldn't have spent a decade and a half in prison. I don't know, just an idea. Yeah, it's possible, but I mean that shows the 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 you know just the the absolute mindlessness and chance. That you're dealing with, with with terrorism, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, it could be you that, that gets taken out by a terrorist bomb, even if you're somebody who's sympathetic to their cause. Yeah. It could be you who gets wrongly imprisoned for 25 years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for, 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 for having an Irish accent. For having an Irish accent, being in possession being of an Irish accent. Of a conspiracy to speak 
with an Irish accent. <laughs> with a lilting, <laughs> a, a, lilt, a lilting poetic burr. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they they say you should keep your eye open on the media because they they'll give out information of, of suspects. Well, look, I'll put it, you... I'll put it, I'll put it this way, right? Yeah. Considering the extent to which you keep insisting I look like Jerry Adams, I wouldn't have wanted yeah. to be the age I am now during the mid nineteen seventies. I think you know, that could have been very dangerous indeed. We, I mean, if had nothing else, you'd need an actor to do to, yeah. your voice work to, for this podcast. Or a puppet. Or a puppet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the, keep an eye on the media reports. Put polyester film on your windows. Yeah. Wire mesh if necessary. Yeah. But this is evacuation and, and, plans. And we have to be clear here. Yeah. But this isn't some sort of trade insiders video. This was for public consumption. They're telling everyone to do Yeah. This. I felt it was rather alarmist, if I'm honest it's with a, you. It was a little bit, wasn't it? Although, to be fair, bearing in mind that... Well, the 1974 bombings were the first on the British mainland, weren't they? So uh, I think so. Possibly at the time, they didn't know how regular or irregular it was going to be. You know? The Birmingham and Guildford pub bombings went off within not very long of each other, didn't they? Yeah. So at that point, I can kind of understand it. So I was just thinking, shit, what if this is going to be like every week or every other day? Well, yeah. Or yeah. whatever. How do we know it isn't going to be? But this is, this is um, it's something that we've lived with all our lives, obviously. I mean, we're old enough to remember the IRA and against we also remember... Yeah, nine eleven and seven seven and all that business. Yeah, but I don't remember there ever being a film as ostentatiously paranoia-inducing as this. I mean, obviously there was the famous um, "Preparing for Emergencies" booklet, which was roundly oh, protect and reviled protect, and abused. Yeah, protect and survive. There and there was the "Protect and Survive" videos, but they were um, suppressed. Well, I could have because, I could have picked them for this because they're on. Well, I'm surprised. I'm surprised in a way that you didn't. But they were only designed to be broadcast in the 72 hours prior to an anticipated nuclear <laughs> strike. Well, yeah, well, that'll be a lot of use. Well, you know, point. I mean, of course they're going to be scary. <laughs> you know, it's all yeah. about the context. But um, I think. Uh, I, the sort of thing they should be showing 72 hours before an anticipated strike should actually be just Mogadon. Abs- yeah, just well, put everybody in a nice state of Just, you know, go with strangers. Calm. Go with strangers, why yeah, not? Go, go, go with strangers. It it's not going to be Doesn't work. matter, yeah. No matter Doesn't matter if the terrorists live next door to you anymore. Yeah. You're all going to be dead in three days. Yeah, yeah. go on, go on. Go <laughs> bring that rabid dog over from France. <laughs> Yeah, you might as well have, have right, a pet. You, you, you're going to need all the food you can get afterwards. Well, yeah, that's if, true. If I mean, you haven't been vaporised. Which you will have been. Which you will. Sleep well. <laughs> Sleep well. Um, <laughs> two, one down, two to go. Yeah, I mean... Uh, oh, only three, more, only three more sleeps till critical mass. It, it was an extraordinary thing. And I was, I was actually quite taken aback. Well, I tell you what, if I'd been a terrorist and yeah. I saw that, I'd have been fucking made up. Well, I know, you'd say, right, well, I'm going to take the next ten years off. I have scared the shit out of these people. Which, yeah, I've considering not done that I am a terrorist, 
Yeah. Is kind of my objective. Yeah. You know. And of course, just in case you do go on holiday for 10 years to enjoy it, the film has already specifically stated that just because a bomb's gone off doesn't mean another one's not going to go off. Just because nothing's happened doesn't mean that nothing's ever going to happen. You've got to be perpetually on your guard. Yeah. In perpetuity. Permanent. Just sit. Permanent fear. Sitting there on your rocking chair, on your stoop, with a bayonet ready to go at all times. Yeah. On a hair trigger. I recommend this one. I recommend watching it. I recommend watching all of these. Yeah. I mean, well, I recommend certainly watching the next the next choice. Now, the next choice isn't one, but three related <laughs> short films uh, that all pertain to the Green Cross Code and the Be Smart, Be Safe campaign. Yep. E- each one's fronted by a different celebrity. Yep. I mean, obviously, you do have to remember that the celebrity isn't necessarily going to be there when you cross the road. Yep. So um, you've just got to up- heed their advice. Les Gray. That's right, that's right, that's right, that's right. <laughs> he's, uh, despite his heavy aviators, he is still able to see two children nearly get mashed by an Austin Allegro. Yeah, shout some obscenities at them. Hey, you two, come here. How old are you? Nine. Well, if you want to live to be ten, you better learn to stop at the curb. And I mean stop, Right. It's part of the Green Cross Code, so use it. It's a lifesaver, believe me. Nothing, he didn't He didn't do any tiger feet. Get your tiger he feet didn't, he didn't, on, the, no. on the curb, which is a shame. Well, the old mud rocker, yeah. which is a dance that they used to do where you put your kind of thumbs up by your the, shoulders uh, and then sort of move, I suppose so. move your shoulders yeah. forward. Um, yeah, it's not a good idea to do that in the middle of the road while you're supposed to be crossing the road. Hey, what do you think you're playing at? Come here. That's no way to cross the road, is it? Come over here, I'll show you a safe place to cross. Now here, there's no parked cars to block your view. Nothing coming, sure? Off you go. Straight across, mind. And keep your eyes open. It's part of the Green Cross Code. Take it from me. Be smart, be safe. Second celebrity, 1976, at the height of his fame, in England at least, Kevin Keegan. Keggy Keegle. Well, good to good to see him wearing a tartan yep. jacket and tan flares coming yep. out of Anfield. Pre-perm. Yeah, only to see a young football fan trying to cross between two parked cars. Yeah. And he's like, "Oi, the fuck do you like, think you're doing? You little cunt! Why you, you little cunt?" <laughs> <laughs> and um, oh dear, Kevin Kevin advises him that you need to find a clear space. And to follow the green cross coat, be smart, be safe. But I think that the high watermark here, and this is one that I actually remember, even though when I first saw it, I'm sure I wouldn't have known who this person yeah. was. Alvin Stardust. Well, now, Alvin Stardust, well. uh, black quiff, yep. sideburns, leather Beckoning jacket. you across the road with his leather glove. One, yeah, one, one leather, leather glove. glove on his right with hand. A signet, with a signet ring on the outside of it. Signet rings and sobs. Yeah. He's got a denim denim shirt open to the waist yeah. with a silk scarf and black denim yeah. flares. Seven, and ca- seven and cowboy foot boots. two tall with that quiff. <laughs> yeah, and he sees 
two girls just crossing the road without any due yeah. care and attention at all. It's terrible road crossing. But the bit that I have always remembered about this is... Hey, you must be out of your tiny minds. Yeah, it's brilliant, isn't it? And I mean, what, what, um, what year? Do you know what year this was done? <laughs> No, I didn't. I didn't. Look I reckon they up. might have all been done in '76. You know, it's it's very possible. Which would yeah. have... I mean, certainly, the 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 cast of characters yeah. does seem to yeah. be very '76. And this would have made Alvin Stardust 36 years old. Oh, sorry, 34 years. No, 34 <sighs> years old. You know, I used to think that 34 was quite old. Yeah, no, it ain't. But now I realise that it yeah. isn't old. <laughs> and uh, Alvin Stardust is just looks like a right state he is the only one of the three celebrities that we watched who accompanies the children across yeah. the road but then again they were definitely the worst at crossing the road you know he's a good man bernard jury he's dressed in a way that a later film that we're going to watch would probably advise you to stay well away yeah from. but but nevertheless the one leather glove with sovereigns and and signet yeah. rings all over it. God what a man. Almighty. What a man. And did not. What a message. That he did not invite either of them to go into his flat and groove on his mat. No. Nope. Which is a very, very, very great He's... disappointment for them, I'm sure. <laughs> right above board he was. I'm sweaty, very impressed. Considerably older man. Green Cross Code worked. That's the thing. It does. It still works. I still use it today. It's my, my older boy is five and a half now. It was more or less the first thing I taught him when he was kind of cognizant. And he, I actually went and picked him up from school this afternoon. And we did the Green Cross Code on the way home. Because we always do. Because that's what you do. Yeah. You live on quite a busy road. And you were wearing one I was wearing black one leather black glove. leather glove. A pair of eight inch platforms. <laughs> and had a quiff. <laughs> Which, and ironically, very nearly hit an overhead power cable. <laughs> yeah. What were you looking like, Jerry Adams? Is that yeah. What a, what, a, what a mess. What a, what a, what a mess of 70s metaphors. Only the English Channel stands between Britain and rabies. And rabies can't reach Britain without human help. If you're bitten by a rabid animal... The treatment which tries to check the disease is long and painful, and it doesn't always work. If the treatment fails and rabies does develop, it kills. Number four is a subject that's very close to my heart. I grew up worried about that. Now, when you grew up in the 1980s, I was born in 1980, you could have been worried, I think very legitimately, about a number of things. AIDS is one. Yep. Nuclear yep. war. Definitely sniffing, one, sniffing definitely up there. Sniffing glue. The one that had me scared, though, was always rabies. The old man. The old, yeah. What we've got here is a family who are abroad uh, and a child is playing nice with a horrible disease-ridden yeah, foreign fucking puppy. That's snarling kind of... and foaming at the mouth at her. But this, this one interested me. Now, the, the rabies, I remember from seeing a poster in the library and of course because i grew up by the south coast one of the big topics of conversation at the time for paranoid delusional maniacs was 
they were going to build the Channel Tunnel. And as soon as they build the Channel Tunnel, every rabid fox, dog, bat, raccoon, elephant, badger, giraffe was just going to march like Noah's Ark through the Channel Tunnel and infect us all. And it was absolutely terrible. When, when AIDS came out, I thought that it was probably like a bit like rabies. But, that's that's but, where I was. I mean, I've come to no, I've come to realise how little critical thinking you do. Well, I was a, I was a child well, at the time. Yeah, I'm making so. allowances for that. <laughs> to the extent to which it's possible. I mean, I am still rabies-averse. I do, however, now accept... The, the likelihood of my, my getting rabies. Because uh, obviously this propounds the old myth that the English Channel is the only thing that's keeping rabies out of Britain. And I think that this could be retold, this thing. This could have been retold for World War Two. It could have been retold for Brexit. The English Channel is the only thing that keeps Europeans out of Britain. <laughs> Let's keep it that way. Well... The... <laughs> I mean, it's a very nationalistic bent. We don't want rabies here. Everywhere else is absolutely teeming with rabies. Here's the thing. It's actually not. Oh, yeah, no, it's very, very rare anywhere for people. There's hardly any countries in Europe that have had rabies cases in the last, you know, Mm. my lifetime. Certainly. But having said that, it's definitely better to not have it. And oh, so definitely. we should probably yeah. do what we can to, you know, well, to maintain yeah. that This situation. child gets, gets bitten by the dog and we're informed that the treatment is long and painful and doesn't necessarily always work. Mm. But if you get rabies, you will die. Cut to man dying of rabies, dog dying of yeah, rabies. Yeah, that, that's all a little bit out of the blue, that, isn't it? Don't let selfish sentimentality... Yeah. Allow you to smuggle in. Oh, well, there, there is back. another one of these, isn't there, where it's an old woman going through customs and she's got a cat, yeah, cat with in a her cat. handbag. Yeah, I chose this one because it it had the the more confrontational yeah, that's fair. stance where it's the the only our last line of defence is the English yeah. Channel because this is a line that British bloody idiots have been peddling out since the Spanish Armada and will continue to do so as long as the English Channel has still got water in it, I don't doubt. All right, OK. Yes, we really ought to go more often. Yeah, Brian, I can smell gas. If you smell gas, there are five points to remember. Gas emergency service. We've got a gas leak. They'll be here soon. No! Another one of my choices. This is the one that I remember the most. Mm. And it is something that I... There's been drilled into me. If you come home and, like Brian and his wife, you smell Mm. gas, number one, open windows. Very sensible. Number two... No naked flames, which is lucky because Brian was about to spark a fag up. <laughs> number three, turn off the gas. I would have put that at number one, but hey. Number four, phone British gas. And then this is the one that stuck with me and has stuck with me forever. Brian's wife goes to switch the light yeah. on. No! Yeah. No! Well, you know. Best part about this also, of course, is that Brian is played by Gavin Richards. Always a pleasure. Captain Alberto Bertarelli from... Always a pleasure to see Captain Alberto Bertarelli. 
the, the, the sad thing is that there isn't a, an aftershot after the he's gone no to his wife who's about to flick that switch to go back and they're just a crater and they're sort of sat there blackened, surrounded by all their blackened possessions. And he says to her, what a mistake to make it. Now, that would have been absolute knockout public information. Well, <laughs> what a mistake to make her. You've blown up the whole street. Yeah. <laughs> you've killed. We, ne- we live next door to a nursery and you've just killed 40 children. <laughs> what a mistake to make. Oh, dear, dear, dear. <sighs> Do you remember that one? Uh, I, I, no, not particularly. I mean, I was again. It used to be on during um, commercial breaks. It was made by British. Yeah, I mean, Gas. again, I was a little bit older by this time. You know, what, what year was this? Yeah, this is 1987. 87. See, I reckon that 87, 88, 89 sort of time between maybe about 1987 and about 1992. That was the period in my life during which I watched the least TV. Uh, I do remember my mother having to very patiently try and explain to me exactly why it is, because it's not specifically dealt with why you shouldn't flick a switch. I understood why you shouldn't light a cigarette, which, you know, I mean, one, I was seven. I shouldn't be smoking anyway. But uh, I didn't didn't realise the thing about switches, and I've never forgotten it. I will never forget it. Would you like to share it with the readers? Well... It's because there's there's the risk that there'll be a small spark within the it's not, it's not uh, apparatus it's not of the switch. Is it? I mean, you know, it's not complicated. Every time no. you plug, it's a, uh, half the plug sockets in this house. If you plug something into them, you'll get a little firework display as they go in. It's, yeah, um, and I don't know exactly what it is because it does. It seems to be some combinations of plugs or chargers and. You know, and the actual sockets themselves, it's very odd. I think that they should make a public information film about it, quite frankly. A stranger offering you a lift isn't always bad, but he could be. So it's best to think about a strange car as danger. We've soft-cocked them for long enough. This is what everyone's going to come here for. This is your final choice. And... It's a mother. Yeah, this is the world that I was born into. (laughs) Never Go With Strangers. It was a 1971 film made by the Central Office of Information for the Home Office, but it was never, I believe, released to the general public because it was considered to be too distressing. Yeah. Which is interesting when you consider that... All the other shit. All the other shit. ...the film that was released to the general public that said you had to put cling film on your windows in case the IRA were about. Never Go With Strangers is... It's the same as a lot of these things, you know, because whilst they could be explicit, they couldn't be graphic, really. No. Uh, That that would be... That really would be... So, yeah. Well, you know, you couldn't, could you? So, um, that makes it a very difficult balance to strike. Because there is no question whatsoever that the intention was to scare children. There's no doubt about that. That was was policy. It was to... And it was aimed at children. And it was all aimed at children. Most of this stuff was aimed at children. When something like this comes along, and it's been decided that it's... oh, 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 they've gone too far this time. It makes you kind of wonder, well, where's the line? Don't get me wrong. Never Go With Strangers is a very disturbing video, and it is the product of an extremely warped mind. 
but <laughs> that mind isn't just warped at the individual levels of the people who were involved in making it. It's warped in a society, you know, in the yeah. mind of a society that thinks that it is in any way acceptable to actually intimidate children into behaving a certain way. Yeah. What this video ultimately does is it pushes the responsibility onto children. It is not realistic to expect, yeah. expect that a six or seven year old child is not going to go off with a stranger. You can tell them not to do it. You can tell them not to do it all the time. I, I know absolutely fucking for certain that if somebody did that to my boy, my older boy, he'd be straight off. <laughs> be no, no stopping him. Be no stopping him. Well, I mean, listen to some of the things that they might say to entice you. Yeah. There's, do you want to see my yeah, puppy? Yeah, he'd There's love a baby that. donkey. Yeah. Oh, he'd really. There's a baby yeah. donkey. Yeah, he'd in the love field. that as well. Um, do you want some sweets? Yeah. Do you want some money? Yeah. Oh, he loves money. He's got twelve pounds in savings now. Can you believe that? Actually, doing he's doing all right. Doing better than I am. <laughs> You want to get him to subscribe to this Patreon. Just yeah. <laughs> try and share the wealth a bit. The, the, the remarkable thing about this is, though, not only are children told that they should pass up the ability to go and have a look at a baby donkey or get a goldfish or something. Yeah. Not only are you meant to say no to these people, but it also emphasises that you're meant to do it politely. Yeah, you've got to do it politely. <laughs> and you've got to make a note of their car registration number. And this, yeah. and that, and the other. Uh, and it's like... Why isn't any of this being targeted at adults? Why is the idea of child protection, in this case, being pushed onto children? Maybe they thought it would be easier to scare children into not doing stuff than it would be to stop predatory paedophiles from being predatory paedophiles. Well, no, it's not about... It's about, um, you know, this, this shit doesn't happen. You know, on dark roads at night when there's no one around. It usually happens in broad daylight. Because that's when kids tend that's to true. be about. Well, especially if they follow this advice. That's one of the things they tell you. Always go yeah, home so if it's, while it's yeah, still light. So if, it, if, it's, if they're out in broad daylight, then that means that there will be adults around. And those yeah. adults have a greater responsibility for that child's safety than that child has for its own safety. At that age, definitely. I mean, like I say, the, uh, the yeah, kids, I that's probably the kids featured in this thing are five, six years old, maybe seven or eight. Yeah, they're very they're not, young. They're not kids that I would necessarily expect. And this is the thing, you know, until I had my own, I wouldn't have had a fucking clue. I mean, obviously, I'd know that I'd, know, I'd have known that kids shouldn't go off with strangers. But yeah, yeah. what age are they supposed to know that? I don't know. If you tell them something, do they get it? Probably. <laughs> It's a, in that case, free. It's a well. I mean, it's a bit like the IRA film that we watched, where a lot of the the, the privations and measures that they're talking about are now something you know they're things that we we are used to living with. You don't even think about anymore. And equally, when you watch this film, you're thinking, why are all these kids out on their own? Because it, you you wouldn't get little kids like that out on their own well yeah but i mean so I, 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 you know I, I was allowed out on my own well yeah i mean I, I probably would have and as again well. yeah i understand why parents don't and i probably won't myself but i do think mm. that we've lost something in giving <laughs> kids the ability to 
explore and to learn to navigate the world by themselves. You know, I learned a lot from those times when I was a little, when I was just out with my little friends or on my own. You know, with your with your metal pole with prodding metal, yeah. the overhead, Alvin Stardust quiff flapping in the wind <laughs> like an enormous gothic hay bale, cigarette frisbee. Yeah. But you know, it's that's what I find troubling about these films. What are you scaring kids for? It's down to adults to protect them and to not do it. And look, if if as a society we have to kind of accept the fact that there's always going to be a tiny number of people who do want to do that, then fine. True. You know, if those people aren't salvageable, then we'll worry about them when we have to deal with them. But right now, then, in that case, parents, everybody, you know, this is what you can do. These are the signs to look out for in people's behaviour. You can be a bit more specific. You don't have to use the language of a four or five year old. If you're talking to yeah. adults, you can actually, I mean, actually, you can actually go into a bit more detail and actually maybe it will be a bit more use. As, as an adult, I thought that the choices that they had made for casting of some of these suspicious men that you shouldn't go with was very good. Well, they did look sus- they, they did look very suspicious, but I do that they I, were a murky I bunch. do think also that that you know suspicious was just the default look of the adult male in the nineteen seventies. I mean, we're informed that a strange car equals danger, which is it kind of works. So don't be getting in strangers' cars. But my favourite part of this deals with the people, the strangers who don't even have cars. If you can imagine I know, such right? a thing. Cut to some hair flick looking motherfucker in a leather Stephen coat Merchant. watching watching kids play in the playground. He's got a German accent, he's trying to play with the kids, he's got a goldfish. He's irresistible. He's pulling on he's putting all the moves on. And then it says, well they might you know, of course he might not look like this. And then a cavalcade of the yeastiest looking pedos. <laughs> You've ever seen in your life. Well, they Absolutely do that. Thing. They do that staggering. thing on his face first, don't they? <laughs> so, uh, well, they... Yeah, the facial morph. Yeah. It says, you know, it would be easy if when someone was doing a bad thing, their face went bad, and then they do something to his face that honestly it, it looks makes him like look very bad indeed. Well, it makes it makes it look like there's been a fire on the th- set of Thunderbirds. It was awful. I had to watch it twice just to see if it was really as gut wrenchingly terrifying as I thought it yeah. was, and it was. Yeah. And they haven't and they haven't finished because the, the 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 thing is about this. Oh no! Is that you don't notice because you kind of don't expect it really but they are ratcheting it up slowly as it progresses. Well, we haven't we haven't even got to the. Sad case of Lucy. Oh yeah, God, we? poor Lucy. Because because Lucy, she's got tr- she she's with a stranger now and she can't get away. No, because she's gone with the stranger who said he had a puppy, and now she's on her own in his house. No puppy crying. to be seen. He's got a silhouette that makes him look like Andre the Giant and Arthur Mullard and the baby. <laughs> <laughs> and Lucy's mum is obviously beside yeah. herself now. The denouement of this is they do find Lucy, but it is quite heavily implied that she's in a bit of a state. Yeah, she's, she's, and yeah. um, bad, 
bad things have happened. Yeah, yeah. Really, really Well, the bad thing is, at the point and that they were showing her cowering in his shadow... That was pretty I was bleak. like, they're, they're not going to show it, are they? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean... Because that, given what already... definitely have been... What they've already done... <laughs> It's like, especially with that face. Yeah, that that bloke's face and the fucking cars going off and yeah, the, the electronic, glowing, the glowing electronic cars. noises. And all that. Because a strange car is yeah, a Yeah, that's a strange car. car is a danger car is associated by these cars suddenly flashing red. And then a company... Again, this, something that real dangerous cars they won't, won't do. They won't do that. No, no, no. They are at pains to point that out. My main complaint about this video is that it was ex- more or less exactly 16 minutes in, and it's, I think it's 18 minutes long. It's, it's, this one isn't on YouTube. No, it's not. It's been rele- relentlessly and religiously taken down, but you can watch it for free on the BFI. Yeah, it's on the BFI play. 16 minutes into the 18-minute duration, it finally admits that women can also be strangers. And as a man... Oh, God, here we are, here we go. A free sort are of you, Are you dressed as Superman as you're having this conversation? Not, you're not, not, you're not doing men. this from on the roof of your house, are you? You haven't even got children. <laughs> I've got two rules in life. One, not all men. No, actually, I've got three <laughs> rules. One, one is not all oh, men. Christ. Two... Not all pedos. Oh, and three, shut up. <laughs> that's that's, that's, his, that's the three rules. That's an interesting way to live your life. <laughs> no, no, I'm not sure. I'm well, not sure what I'm supposed know, to make of that. But um, but it is a world. I come from the world that these things created. So it's no wonder that I'm a little bit bent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess so. But then I'm, when I say bent, I mean yeah. in the head. I don't mean. But you know, I mean, I've had I've oh. had eight years more of that than you, and I don't think I'm any more bent out of shape by it than you are. I mean, to be honest, I although I feel bad that if I saw a genu- genuinely saw a child who's in distress that ultimately I couldn't be upset if the child decided that it didn't want to go anywhere near me because they've been taught not to, which is fair enough. But actually, I don't know, I mean, I don't know why that, the, the idea bothers me so much, really, because, I, I mean, I hate children. I don't want to have anything to do yeah. with them. I mean, that's the thing. As far as, I'm con- as far as I'm concerned, it can fall down a fucking rabbit hole and get eaten by a wolf but i mean it's the same old same old isn't it it's like you know the biggest danger to a child is other than is me. the other than you is is the adult <laughs> the adults that are closest to it it's the same with women isn't it oh, it's yeah, like yeah. you know women are more likely to be attacked by their husband or boyfriend or whatever than they are by some bloke wearing a balaclava out in the street at night and so we don't we we get these things in a weirdly lopsided or upside down priority and again yeah. you know this is pushing responsibility onto kids themselves when a high percentage of child abuse cases and child murder cases are committed by close family members by a long way maybe that Maybe that's it. Maybe that's the ultimate public information film that's never been made. Or it has been made, but they haven't ever showed it to us. Kill your parents before they kill you. (laughs) The public information film that warns you against people that you know. (laughs) 
that would be the more. You, children, have you got friends? Kill them. Kill it's them. The more, Kill all your it's, friends. Kill your parents. It's the more accurate. It's the more, you know, the more realistic. Statistically, you're more likely to be killed by a family member than a stranger. Kill your family. And then some strangers. Yeah, you'll get adopted then. Yeah. And then they'll become your family, and you must <laughs> kill them too. But no, I mean, you know, it's it's one of those situations, like just about anything to do with parenting, really, that I had never given much consideration to until I had a kid of my own. And I can completely understand how parents drive themselves insane over the, the oh, safety of their yeah. kids. Because the idea of that happening is just unthinkably yeah. awful. It's, I can't, I don't, I, I, you know, I don't know how you carry on after that. I don't, I don't, I just don't know. Well, you just leave their hat and coat unattended well, yeah. at the bottom yeah. of the stairs yeah. forever. Yeah, but uh, I guess I view it in a slightly different way to how I used to. But at the same time, that's not to imply that I didn't think it mattered before. Yeah. It's a weird one, isn't it? Because there's a lot to say about this video, but you can't criticise its message. No, <laughs> I, get, I mean, I even, can't, even I the can't ones... pick holes in Never Go With Strangers. It, well, yeah, even the most maddeningly paranoid video that we watched, the the uh, Time of Terror mm. video, actually is, is full of good advice because there was a mainland terrorist campaign going on. It was a bit over the top. It was a bit over the top. Maybe Never Go With Strangers was a bit over the top. But then again, it only takes the one kid or the one person or the four people (laughs) (laughs) uh, to fall foul of it. And, you know, you've you've got a dead child or a 25-year wrongful prison sentence. And a child severed foot. And this sort of thing was going on. I I don't know whether the numbers for that sort of thing have gone down over the years. Because, you know, we can criticise the surveillance state in which we live all we like. And I have many criticisms of it. But stuff like CCTV and... DNA testing have probably been for the best, you know. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, you know, mobile phones yeah. and things and like things... that. It's a, one, it's a wonder when anybody manages to get anything past anyone mm. these days. Yeah. In a way, I'm, I say when anybody, you know, any bad man or, yeah, it will be a bad man, perpetrates any act, you know. They've actually, they've bucked the odds. Mm. But that said... Stay away from electricity substations because they're dangerous in anyone's if language. If you could, particularly Jimmy's. Yeah. Right, is that it? That's it. We're done. Next week we're going to do season one of the Professionals. Yeah, I don't know if we're going to do what just one episode or. Have you actually watched any of it yet? I haven't watched any of them yet. I've been. Today I've spent editing and watching public information films, okay. and I I'm now in my inner sanctum, sh- shaking like a shitting dog. Right. <laughs> my my wife tried to get come in and get me, and I hit her with my metal rod. <laughs> Fifty six thousand volts for. Fifty six thousand. Yeah. But um, no, I I don't know. I feel as if maybe I should just recommend one. And do that. Okay. It might be an idea. 
to go with Clansman. Oh, that already that sounds like it's right up my street. It's the episode okay. that ITV refused to show. Well, there you go. That get your popcorn get ready. Get your popcorn ready. Get your get your popcorn and your shooter. Yep. Because we're in for a bumpy ride. Yeah. Next week. So yeah, we'll be back, locked, cocked, ready to rock. Something like that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Jumping through a pile of cardboard boxes and rolling through a smashed plate glass window and then inexplicably trying to chase them in a triumph dolomite <laughs> this, I mean you know it's the good shit oh, it's, it's the good shit so um, we'll be back with that again next week thanks very much for listening and goodbye Always tell your mummy before you go somewhere.